Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Peaceful Body Podcast. My name is Inez Bai. I am your host as well as a health and mindset coach. And today I'm going to be sharing with you a little bit about the secrets of abundance and what your body image, your relationships, your money mindset, and the way that you eat your relationship with food all have in common. So this is going to be a super juicy episode. Before we get started today, I want to give you a little bit of an update on what has been going on. I have literally just come back from the best day ever with one of my best friends. It is the day before the Easter long weekend here in New South Wales, which I am very excited to have four days off. I have been doing lots of inspired action and inspired hustle. I don't believe in pushing yourself and working yourself to the ground at all. In fact, I've built most of my business and gotten incredible results in my life and my business, really coming from a place of surrendering and being and not like ever overdoing it. I rarely ever get burnt out. I'm not super busy. If you follow me on Instagram, you will see that I post about how I feel like I am able to get a lot done, but I never feel overwhelmed because I have gotten very good at honoring my intuition and any time that I got tired or overwhelmed or frustrated which is totally normal and a part of human life and I'm going to explain a little bit more about this in today's episode I don't look at it as a a thing to get mad at myself about. I think we do this so commonly, especially as women. We're like, why am I tired? Or why can't I do more? Or why am I, you know, finding this so hard? And we really go into blaming ourselves for our emotions. However, a sign of emotional intelligence is to be able to think, okay, I'm feeling these emotions. I'm already feeling a little bit low and down. I don't need to further compound them by beating myself up about it. Instead, I can use these emotions to my advantage and ask myself, what am I doing right now that isn't lighting me up? Why do I feel so energy drained? And one of my key mantras that I always talk about is um, like, it's not that you're tired. It's often that you're not doing enough of what truly lights you up. However, sometimes when we're really busy, we're really tired or we've, we've gotten stuck in the same routine or we really let fear lead the game and we get really in, we, we really stay within our cocoon of our comfort zone. We feel super uninspired and we don't even know what it feels like to be lit up. So one of the best things that we can do when we feel like that, and if you're listening to this podcast thinking, yeah, I know what you mean. Like maybe I'm not super tired, but man, I feel tired. I never even say man, but anyway, here we are just going with that free flowing expression here, but I feel really tired. So Inez, how can you say, go find what lights you up, go figure it out. What is inspires you? What is your purpose? And I'm here to tell you that a really good way to figure that out, to know what it actually feels like to light yourself up, especially if you feel like you've been doing the same thing over and over again, is to break up your routine. And that's exactly what I got to do today. I went to do a day trip to Barrel, which is about an hour and a half south and inland. So it's kind of like a country town, I guess you would say, from Sydney. And we just did a day trip. And there's so many things that can come up for someone when we're changing our routine or when we're deciding to do something a little bit out of the ordinary. So some of the blocks that could have come up for me with this day trip is like, oh, we're going to be driving an hour and a half. That's going to be a three hour round trip. Like I feel bad because it's Manon's car, who's my best friend. Um, Is it worth it just to drive down there? We didn't really have any plans. Like, should I be doing more work? Is this actually a good use of my time? time you know I, I, I should I feel guilty for not working on my business rah, rah, rah. which to be honest because I've gotten so good at listening to my intuition and not really allowing those logical and I do that in air quote um 
justifications to stop me. And I know now that if I'm trying to convince myself not to do something, then I should do the opposite because the answer, the option with the least amount of justifications of like, fuck it, just go, just do it. That's the thing that's going to light me up. And even though it might not make sense in the moment, it it's definitely going to be the right option. And it's just about trusting your intuition and being like, yeah, let's go. Manon was happy to do it. I wasn't going to sit in guilt. Why stop myself from having a good time? And that's what I see a lot of people do with any sort of decision that they want to make. They are letting their logical fears, ego mind tell them, oh, now's not the good time. Or maybe I should be working on my business more, or maybe I should be doing something else, or maybe I shouldn't be spending my money on, you know, coaching. And now's not, I don't know if I have enough time or whatever it might be. But when is it really the right time? Being ready is a choice and you can choose, okay, fuck it, I'm going to do it. This is what my body is asking me to do. And when we decide to take action, we're going to find out so much sooner what is actually right for us, what lights us up and how to be inspired rather than sitting in our little safe cocoon, which is actually making us really bored and shriveled up like a dried freaking prune. So I went to barrel today, totally changed up the routine and I didn't do any like specific work. But for me, I have retrained my brain to see every single situation that I go at, go on as an experience, as an opportunity to learn something. And I'm going to get Manon, who's my best friend to come on the podcast, because she is literally one of the most chill, confident, carefree, and just incredible people that I have ever met. Um, but she's, you know, she's a corporate gal. She's living her life. She's, she's, She's really, really special to me, but it's not like she is like a therapist or a counselor or a life coach or anything like that. But I feel like I can get so much wisdom from her because I'm so open to it. I believe that all people can teach us things. I believe that all situations can teach us things. And I'm always really open to it. And I don't see other people as competition. And I notice this happens a lot amongst clients or in other social situations or even when I'm watching reality TV where other women see other women's um, desirable qualities so for example if if I was feeling really insecure I might find my best friend's confidence um, as a threat to my own self-worth because her confidence and her abundance of confidence might shine a light on the fact that it's something that I don't have and if I'm already feeling insecure then it's going to feel really difficult for me to actually use that to my advantage versus what I've learned now, now that I'm further along my journey is that if someone is really confident and it's making me feel uncomfortable within myself, then that actually gives me an opportunity to think, huh, okay, that's not actually a reflection on her. And how can I celebrate my best friend for being confident, for owning it, for just like living her best life? And how, how can I see that as an example for what can be true for me and what can be possible for me? And how can I figure it out within myself? What do I need to accept? within myself in order to be my own version of confidence and what do I need to believe in order to be able to show up in such an authentic way in a way that my best friend does so that's something as well I think a lot of us forget there can be the best therapists in the world and the best life coaches in the world and the best healers in the world but every single person can teach us something if we are open to seeing the lesson and that is truly just by setting the intention so yeah i mean trying to convince her to get onto the podcast for ages and she will soon so definitely keep your eyes um peeled that's what we say your eyes peeled for that um so we drove down to barrel today and we literally just have the best time ever together i am so grateful for the friendship that i have um with my best friend because we just get along so well we make each other laugh we're just in stitches the whole time but we're also able to have like the deepest conversations chat about everything nothing nothing is off limits with us like we literally share all of the nitty-gritty details of our lives and 
since doing more work on myself, the friendship that we have has only continued to blossom as well. And and another kind of gripe that I've heard with my clients speak to me about, and I can relate to it too, is that when we go down this pathway of personal development, or maybe we become more spiritual or my, more mindful, whatever kind of adjective that we want to use, we sometimes feel like, oh, well, my friends aren't doing that. So that means they aren't relatable to me or my partner isn't as into self-awareness as I am. So I feel like I'm carrying the relationship or whatever it might be. But it's just reminding yourself that you do the personal development work for yourself. And when you do that for yourself without needing anyone else to recognize you or without feeling like, oh, I'm kind of further ahead on this road than other people, then your ability to accept help from other people, to receive love and attention and support from other people can also expand. And that's kind of the what I was talking about, the, the abundance element of relationships comes into play because often the when we think about having more people in our lives or feeling more loved or more appreciated or more valid, we think that we need more people in our lives. But often it's really important that we look at the people that are already there for us, that already want to be our friends and already want to be our lives and ask ourselves, how can I allow myself to be more receiving of this so that I can actually embody the attention and the love and the support that they want to give me? Sometimes we can get really, really focused on, okay, my parent isn't giving me the support that I want or my coworker doesn't talk to me in the way that I really crave being spoken to. And we get so hyper-focused on the way that that specific person treats us that we forget that we have so many other people out there. And sometimes we build a bit of a habit where whenever something happens to us, we feel like we need to go to our parent. Um, but we keep going back to our parent and they keep, you know, this is just an example. We keep going back to our parent out of habit and thinking that eventually one day they'll change their response or their They'll be able to give us more support or love in a way that we really want. But if we keep going back to someone and they keep showing us that they can only offer support in that specific way and it doesn't feel good for us, we need to be the ones to take responsibility for that and be like, all right, I recognize that you are not able to meet my needs, even though I've tried over and over again. So as an internal boundary for you, not one that you necessarily need to set with that person, Turn yourself to other people that I know will be there for you, but it's just about breaking the habit of always going to one person and being vulnerable with a new person can always feel a little bit clunky, but it's only hard because it's something that you're not used to doing. It's not hard because it's the wrong thing or because you're a burden or because they're not interested. Your friends and people that are around you and in your life are there for a reason. And the more that you can be vulnerable with people around you, the deeper that you're going to be able to strengthen that connection or on on the flip side, if you do go to someone and you're vulnerable with them for the first time and they, again, don't respond in a way that you really need in that moment, do not take it personally. Instead, and this is really about standing in your power and not al- allowing external people affect the way that you feel about yourself. Sure, of course, it's going to be disappointing, but that doesn't mean that it reflects your character or means that you're a bad person for going to that person. All it means is, all right, their vibe isn't matching where I'm at. Who else can I call on? Maybe I need to hire a coach or maybe I need to do some journaling or you know, think about how I can meet my own needs without needing to rely on other people. Although what I will say is is we are human beings which do you know I always speak about this we're designed to be in communities and in networks so it is really important that yes we learn to manage our needs and make decisions on our own and we lean on the support and we share our struggles and we share our celebrations with other people because it makes life easier and it helps you 
to feel supported and to feel more loved. Like when you know that whatever happens, say for example, if you do take a risk and maybe you move somewhere or maybe you go on a date with someone or you change jobs and you know that you have like one or two or three people that you can always kind of fall back on, you feel freaking invincible. It doesn't mean that you need to become really codependent on them and ask their permission for every single decision, but it just means that you can take leaps of faith and know that regardless of what happens, you're going to be able to have a giggle with that person at the end of the day, or that person's going to be able to understand you and just kind of like, you know, a burden shared is a burden halved. So we drove down to Barrel and me and my bestie had great chats on the way there. We're giggling the whole time. We arrived there literally with no plan of what we were actually going to do. And we kind of knew that we wanted to have lunch somewhere and just kind of wander the streets. And we got there and we walked through this really cool antique shop and we're just having a vibe. And we also both got really dressed up for the day because we were like, fuck it. We're worth it. What are we waiting for? Like, why, again, do we need to have permission from other people or a special event to dress ourselves and not in a way that I'm like, oh, I'm wearing really fancy clothes so that other people see me, but more just like I'm going to wear clothes that I don't normally wear for no other reason than we are just going to have a day to ourselves and just be vibing and just feel good and feel really authentic. Um, then we ended up walking. Yeah, so we were walking through looking at all these antiques and these homewares. Then we booked a place for lunch, which was super bougie. I will post some photos on my Instagram um, if you're interested in a cute little lunch spot. And again, really abundant. We didn't obviously like we went to a really bougie lunch place. We had a couple of glasses of wine. We wined and dined each other. We had good lols. We, you know, asked the, we got up and like took photos everywhere. And we were kind of just really having this attitude of like, yeah, who cares? People stare at us. It's fun. It's good to make the memory. And it just means that we're really going to like have, be so present in this moment and not be caring of what other people think of us and just really, really make the most of it. Um, and just enjoyed like walking around the shops. And it just felt so good as well to get out of Sydney, out of the routine, and just having an absolute vibe with my best friend for the day. And, you know, in in these times as well, especially as we're getting older and everyone's working full time and ETC, when these moments come along and someone offers to do that with you, it's so it would be so easy for you to convince yourself not to do that certain opportunity. But it's like, go, just take advantage of it. Like how often do you get to go and do a little adventure midweek? And this this is what a lot of my clients struggle with as well is they're like, oh, I really want to take a day off work or I don't know, I want to go for holidays. And they're like, oh, I want to take a day off work this Friday, for example. And that's kind of like their intuitive download. But then the ego and the fears and the justification starts to come in. And it's like, oh, maybe you should save your leave for later on. What if you're tired in a month and you want to take that annual leave day later on and it's like whoa we're trying to make decisions based off things in the future that haven't happened yet we don't know how things are going to unfold if you've had something land within you whether it be take a day off text that person invest in that course make the decision how you're feeling in that moment and take action on it as soon as possible and do it because it's something that you want to do without needing the rationalization or the validation from other people and take action on it because that's the thing that's going to help you to figure out yes this makes me feel inspired or yes this is what I really want to do and just makes you understand yourself better and you feel like you're getting the wheels in motion rather than waiting for other people or waiting for the right moment or seeing if things get worse or seeing if things get better on their own you be the active driver in your life these are the kind of experiences that we think are just so 
almost indulgent, right? Of like, oh, I'll just go to lunch with my best friend. Like, is that even productive? Am I doing enough? This is a chat that we're having a lot in my group program, The Empowered Peace at the moment as well, where some of the women had taken days off work and they were like, oh, I had all of these things that I wanted to get done whilst I was having time off work, but I just ended up napping and relaxing more. And to that, I say, you know, our society really makes us feel like we need to be as productive as possible and that our self-worth is based on and in, like entrenched in how much work we get done or how many things we tick off, which by the way, what one of my other um, clients was saying, like that list never ends. And it's so true, right? It's just going to keep going more and more and more, which is why it's so important that we carve out and create the space for having rest and being chill and just retraining our brains that sometimes rest and doing fun things and things that just like light up your soul without actually needing to rationalize it and may not be the most like business savvy or might not be the most like step-by-step guide to figuring out your purpose or whatever kind of process we feel like we need to follow in order to create a life that we really love and just like doing the things just having the nap in the afternoon going for a bougie lunch with your best friend doing things that you're like oh I I really want to do that but you keep putting it off to one day but one day never happens now is the perfect time to do that create that space for yourself and we always have a choice even if you're thinking listening to this and thinking like oh easy for you to say and as you know you run your own business but like this was a choice that I decided to make as well I decided that I didn't want to run you know live in the corporate life and obviously running a business is not for everyone but I decided that I wanted to create a life that allowed me the flexibility and the freedom and of course I still have responsibilities as a business like I still had to make sure that I didn't have any clients booked and that I was still able to respond to my client voice memos today and create content and keep the business afloat Um, So obviously there are still responsibilities, but don't let the fact that, you know, maybe you're in a corporate workplace and that suits you and that's the kind of person that you want to be, which I, I absolutely encourage if that makes you feel like lit up or maybe it doesn't even make you feel lit up and your workplace doesn't have to be like soul aligned in order to be the right thing for you as well however the way that you show up there should be as authentic as you can and that's kind of one of the things that I teach in my in the empowered piece which is running at the moment how can you show up as authentically as you possibly can in any situation whether it be your career your relationships your friends just by yourself and it doesn't mean that every single person has to create a business like I truly believe that not every single person is designed to be running their own business and that's why I'm so passionate about um, empowering employees within a company as well but don't let that be the reason as to why you can't do things or why you can't be adventurous or spontaneous because you know my best friend she works corporate full-time and she can do those things and my partner will sometimes take off days during the week to do certain things with me or we'll have long weekends like you can do these things but we let guilt and expectations and waiting for other people to give ourselves permission like if you're working full-time you're probably thinking oh but you know my manager doesn't do that or my co-workers don't just take off random days like why does that mean that I should be doing it and it's like are you living your co-worker's life? Do you want to be living your co-worker's life? No. So you decide for yourself what you want to be doing. And this goes for any decision in your life. Just because your friends or your family don't invest in coaching or in therapy or in courses or whatever it might be, doesn't mean that it's something that you can't do. You know, one of my favorite quotes that one of my early life coaches said to me is that when everyone's zigging, you zag, you create your own life, you make that empowered decision to choose to take action in a way that suits you. And that's the way like and stop waiting 
for other people to to be like oh well if that's what they're going to do then I feel okay with doing that now like the most the thing that you can do to get your power back to feel let up to feel inspired is to just take action messy inspired action on that one little thing that you keep putting off and keep thinking about and thinking that it's going to get better or thinking that it's going to get easier because it hasn't and you you know in six months down the track you're still going to feel like oh this was something that I wanted to do and I thought things were going to get better and it doesn't get easier it just gets harder the longer we procrastinate on something this day that I had with my best friend is really a beautiful example for abundance all round. Abundance in body image, in money mindset, in relationships, in my um, relationship with food and just in my mindset in general of knowing that there's more than enough time, that I can create so many opportunities, that there's so many experiences to be had in the world. Even when we're, you know, in the still in the middle of this freaking pancake that stops us from doing certain things and feeling like we can't live the life that we planned and whatever, there are still so many more experiences when we open up our eyes to it. And the main thing that body image, relationship with food, our relationships, our money mindset all have in common is that they kind of act on this scale. In the universe, we require polarity. And what that means is that we need opposites in order to make sense of what's going on. Without feeling really stressed, we don't know what it feels like to be relaxed. Without feeling sad, we don't know what it is to be really happy. Without feeling really frustrated, we don't know what it feels like to be really satisfied. So that's why I said at the start, of this it's really important that we actually open and embrace to all emotions because they're there for a reason and they can be teachers for certain things in terms of all of those you know money mindset body image relationship with food and relationships all of those the scale that they exist on is scarcity versus abundance the scarcity side of you makes you feel like there's not enough to go around that things are running out that it's lacking that it's not good enough whereas abundance is knowing that there's more than enough coming around that that there are plenty of resources, that there is always more energy flowing towards your way, that you can circulate energy. And that goes with all energies, whether it's love, happiness, money, all of the different things, right? And so the scarcity way of looking at your relationship with food, for example, if I had gone today and I was still in the scarcity mindset is, okay, well, I'm going out. So I need to make sure that I make the most of this meal and I'll eat as much as I can. And then when I get home, I'm going to eat low carb because we we feel like that meal that we're going out for is going to be the only kind of cheat meal that we get for a while. But what we know is that when we have this attitude, our body kind of sends our head a signal of like, oh, we're going to go into fathom. <laughs> I meant famine. Um, so therefore, let's make the most of it. Let's have a binge and then we'll restrict later and it'll be all fine and we won't be able to eat. So let's make the most of it. And then we're not actually listening to what our body truly craves and how much it really wants to eat. So then not only are you feeling out of control with your relationship with food and obviously when we are eating a lot and binge eating and then we restrict later that day or for the rest of the weekend we know that any sort of restriction is always going to be leading to binge eating again which is why eventually like even if you do kind of eat a lot then and then you restrict later on you're going to be binge eating that's why the pattern keeps coming through because your body doesn't feel safe and then it feels like every time you are in front of lots of food or you are going out to a special occasion or whatever it might be it's like oh my god panic gotta eat as much food as possible and obviously that translates into your body image you don't feel comfortable you don't feel light and inspired and it's hard to actually access your intuition when you feel really really full and you're not even listening to your intuition to listen to your body right and that's all happens when
when you listen to scarcity. Again, when we're in a scarcity mindset, it makes it feel really overwhelming going anywhere with any of your friends or relationships because you think maybe they don't like me. Maybe they don't want to drive. Maybe they think, you know, if I don't, you know, if I'm not funny enough in this moment right now, then they're going to abandon me as a friend. Or if I don't make them laugh, then something bad is going to happen. Or if I bring up a boundary to them and say that I don't want to do something, they're going to leave me or they're going to judge me or whatever it might be. That's really coming from this scarcity mindset of um, with in terms of our relationships versus what we know is the truth. And when we can really embody this attitude of or this approach of abundance, it's knowing that there are so many people out there that the more authentic that we can show up. And even if that means sometimes saying no to things and not being able to do favors for people or whatever it might be, knowing that the right people are going to be out there for us and that we don't need to be performing all the time. And also knowing that you do not have to solely take the responsibility for making a relationship good because there is always true true people in a relationship. So really that's what it means to be embodying that um, that idea of abundance as well, because sometimes we can just say yes to things because we feel like if I say no, that person won't invite me to events again or, or, or whatever it might be. And then in terms of our money mindset as well, like if we are stuck in this place of scarcity with money mindset, it's like, oh, well, like I shouldn't say no because I shouldn't, I mean, sorry, not, I shouldn't say no. I shouldn't say yes to this opportunity because then I'm going to not work for the day and I might not get as much money and I might spend money and X, Y, Z. And obviously there's a very fine dance that we do with money mindset. It's not about just spending all of the money that we have and living a lush life and just buying everything that we see in front of us. But when we truly believe and we feel safe around money and we know that we, yes, we can spend money, but also we don't need to spend it then and there because there's two distinct types of our relationship to money in terms of there's one part of being able to receive money and call more money in but also there's the other side of it of like how safe do you feel actually holding it and saving it because a lot of people really struggle with that idea and that's because and I used to be like this too I used to find it impossible to save money and hold on to money. Because even though I really wanted to have savings, having savings was something that I'd never experienced before. And so therefore it felt unfamiliar to me. So in my body, because it was unfamiliar, it didn't feel natural. So I kind of looked for ways to go back to what my normal state was, which was having no savings. So therefore I would just spend all of my money as soon as it came in. And and even though I would feel like I didn't know what I was even spending it on. So when we're in a mindset of abundance, it's so much easier for us to receive money, to spend money in a really playful way and also to be able to hold money in a way that is light and playful not in a stingy way that makes us feel stressed every single time we spend money you know we can still invest in ourselves because especially when we know um, and we embody abundance we know that energy is always circulating and that goes with money as well like when I invest in myself I know it's coming back to me tenfold because I set that intention and that's why I continue to invest in myself and I continue to advocate for everyone investing in themselves because not only are you sending a signal to the universe that like yes I'm ready to circulate money and I'm open to receiving more but you're also showing to yourself that like I am freaking worth this that's what body image relationship with food money mindset and 
your relationships all have in common. Where are you sitting? Are you sitting in your scarcity approach? Are you sitting in lack? Are you feeling like you're constantly not having enough opportunities, enough experiences, enough friends, enough food, enough money? Is that where you feel like and you constantly feel like things are running out? Or do you feel like you've shifted and you've really mastered this mindset of abundance, of truly knowing, regardless of how much is in your bank account or who you're hanging out with or what your body shape is looking like, that you are enough, that there is more than enough coming around, that there is plenty to go around and more energy is always coming your way. Where do you sit? I'd love to hear from you. And if you have any questions about this, and if you're ready to be fully in that abundant mindset and you want to truly be able to embody that and apply it to all areas of your life, then send me a DM on Instagram. Oh, <laughs> I mean, on Instagram, um, because I'm now in the very early bird stages of launching the Abundance Method, which is my four-week course all about helping you to create more opportunities with your relationship with food, your body image, your money mindset, and your relationships as well. It is literally one of my favorite courses ever. I I have seriously upgraded the course as well. This will be the third or the fourth time that I'm running it. It is seriously got so much gold in there. And as I said, it's at such an abundant price right now. The value that I include within this program is incredible. So if you would like to find out information about the super early bird, send me a DM on Instagram. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love if you could leave me a five-star rating and subscribe or follow wherever you're listening to me, because it really helps to support the podcast. Thank you for listening, sending you all of my love. Have a great weekend and talk to you soon.